We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield. Live at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, this is Sooner Sports Talk, presented by Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Also brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Bud Light, it's for the fans. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. And by Riverwind Casino, still the one. This is Sooner Sports Talk. Now, here are your hosts, Teddy Lehman and the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. On a Tuesday night, it's a big night. We're talking OU football. Sooners beat the Cyclones to close out the home slate at Owen Field on Saturday, 28-21. Next up, we've got Bedlam in the regular season finale. Prime time in Payne County on Saturday night, 6.30 under the lights. We're going to talk about it with Lincoln Riley in just a second. But first, please welcome in the Butkus and Bednarik Award winner and the best color analyst in all of college football, Teddy Lehman, everybody. How are we doing, T-Row? 
What's up, partner? I'm just here with you, man. Yeah? I'm just following you around. Are you excited about this week? I am. I think it's going to be awesome. This is going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be a crazy environment. It's going to be a great football game. It's going to be awesome. I'm glad I got you with me. I think we're going to need security, and I always feel safer (laughs) walking next to you. Luckily, we're on top of the stadium in like a makeshift little. It's hard for them to get to us. Yeah, we're we're in a good spot, strategically located. Let's welcome in now the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, everybody, Lincoln Riley, joins us live. Howdy, coach. How we doing? We're good. We're good. How are you on this Tuesday night, sir? I'm doing well. Doing well. Uh, yeah, in, end of the uh, regular season. Crazy, it's already here, but uh, doing great. Excited for this one. Opening segment brought to you by Noble McIntyre, McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all your personal injury needs. Before we get into what you like and what you not like, last week you, you had the flu bug going through the facility. Are we having a better week so far this week? <laughs> yeah, we've had. Uh, it, it's been better. Yeah, or more normal uh, for sure. Yeah, it was a. Uh, yeah, I told somebody it's almost like uh, like COVID. It, honestly, probably even a little worse than what we had COVID-wise during the season last year. We never had a – other than the one game that got canceled, we really never had like a huge outbreak. But during fall camp last year, we I remember having days where, you know, we had, you know, 20, 30 guys out in one day, um, which is, you know, kind of just a, a little bit of a shock to your system. You can't even practice the way you want. And we had two days like that last week mm. and so uh, but yeah we adjusted i mean it's, it's it's obviously the flu's hit a lot of places it's hit a lot of other programs but um but guys adjusted we adjusted the schedule a little bit and thought they handled it very well do you just have clark go through with cans of lysol in that situation <laughs> or what how's that work he's probably the super spreader yeah <laughs> that's probably right 28 21 over the cyclones coach what'd you like what'd you not like about saturday's win a lot to like. I mean, I mean, one just like I said, just simply the win. I mean, that's a that's a we all know the the quality of program that is and team that is that we just beat. Uh, they're you know as talented a team as we've played all year. A lot of a lot of NFL talent on that roster. A lot of experience on both sides of the ball. Um, so, and, and they came in, in in a way, I think, with their backs against the wall. And so, you know, for us to play the way we did to get it done, especially given kind of the way the week unfolded, uh, coming off the, the the first loss of the season, I, it was just, it, it didn't, in a lot of ways, maybe didn't set up as maybe like you dream it up and uh, still found a way. So I, I appreciated that. Uh, you know, defensively, I love the physicality we played with. I thought we were uh, the most physical team. Um, we And then I thought we tackled very well, which was a huge point of emphasis after the Baylor game. So I thought the guys really did a good job. They didn't see as many just guys going in with shoulders. You saw just a lot of really good fundamental tackles and on top of it, very physical tackles. So um, that was certainly the, I think, the positive defensively, which we would have finished the game. Uh, last couple drives a little bit better, but obviously the fake punt, and then all the different fourth downs, you know, I think they went for it maybe seven times. Um, you know, that obviously had something to do with it. Um, but it was a you know really good performance. Uh, you know, special teams wise, we did a pretty nice job on the day, especially with the punt team. Our punt team was fantastic. Um, you know, had the one short field goal that we missed, which is a little uncharacteristic of Gabe. That'll probably be the last one he misses all year. Um, and then obviously the, the like I said the fake punt was a, was a, a definite turning point in the game that, that went against us so we've got to be better there. Offensively, you know, loved how we ran the ball. 
Um, obviously had a couple big plays uh, in the run game that were that were huge for us. Um, had some really key drives, I think, that were very important. Um, you know, I think the biggest negative was we, we were not um, anywhere near what we expect to be in the passing game. We weren't far off, but at the same time, we we our execution level was was um, just again what wasn't very good. Not not for what we expect, and not really one one place. Uh, I think things that I can certainly do better as a coach. We can do better as coaches. I think. At times, you know, I, I thought most of the day the protection was pretty good. It had a couple of breakdowns at times where we did have a couple of things that, that had a chance to be big. We, we just barely missed, you know, whether, you know, be throw, route, whatever. We were, we were just slightly off. And against a group like Iowa State that drops eight as much as they do and closes windows as well as they do, it was kind of the perfect storm for us to not have a good day throwing. And, and so... Um, but obviously have to be better there. Uh, run game, you know, clearly carried us, but we, we, we got to be much more efficient, explosive all the way around in the throw game. Yeah, you mentioned the, the defensive line and the ability to run the ball and control the line of scrimmage, uh, but specifically on the defensive side, what was it, seven sacks? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how many pressures, but Brock Purdy was, was filling it all day, um, you know, both psychologically and physically filling it. But, you know, I, I thought that was maybe the best we've seen the defensive line all season, all guys getting after the quarterback, stopping the run, holding Brees Hall the way they did. That's It's got to be one of their better performances, right? Yeah, I think so. You know, especially, you know, also coming again, it's a pretty experienced Iowa State offensive line. So uh, it was. And, and like you said, Teddy, the key, I think, was it wasn't just from one or two guys. It was It was multiple guys. Uh, across the front as we rotated players in we continued to stay productive and fresh um, you know equally good against the against the the throw game and, and the run game which that was that was a big part of being good against the throw game was we you know we were able to really get after the the run game early and and close down some of those lanes and, and we made them you know, I would have guessed maybe a little more one-dimensional than they want to be. And uh, so, you know, when you do that, obviously you allow yourself to really get after it from a pass rush standpoint. And then I thought also a couple times, and this was a good example here, uh, there's a couple of examples, the big hit by Winfrey, uh, but a couple of times where, you know, coverage was, was really, really good, and we just simply didn't give them, you know, anywhere to go with the ball and, and allowed the rush to get there. Um, and that was certainly, I mean, you think about a couple of the biggest plays of games, Winfrey's hit, and obviously the fumble um, that, that Lawrence forces. Um, you know, th those were started with great coverage. And, uh, and, and so, you know, at all levels of the defense doing well, playing well together. I want to ask you about both those plays. Um, one, the hit by Perry on, were you worried when it first happened about targeting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, definitely. I was uh, just the nature of the hit, and then when I got a good look at the replay, I mean, the, the big difference is, you know, once once what, doesn't matter if quarterback whoever it is, but once he establishes himself as a runner at that point, he's not a defenseless player. And so when I saw the replay and saw that that Perrion didn't go head to head with him, uh, I knew we were knew we were in good shape. The fumble return by Redmond, uh, his college experience so far has been a winding road he's been through a lot for him to have a moment like that uh, what a thrill right and, and just take me take me through the play and then for a kid like that to have a moment just looking up at the scoreboard watching him chugging that was great <laughs> yeah 
Uh, it was cool, man. I think for all of us that have known him and yeah, familiar with all that he's all that he's uh, had to had to deal with and go through, and yeah, to, to score his first uh, college touchdown like that, have a huge moment and a huge game for us. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, every time that kid gets to go out there, it's just cool to see him out there, knowing what all he's been through, and yeah, to to have that happen in that moment for him was was uh, yeah, very cool, very fitting. A huge moment in the game too. About to go in at halftime, they're in a position maybe get there for a field goal and to swing the momentum <laughs> like that. Uh, it was obviously awesome. That's so fun to watch. I, I don't know what I would do if I was looking up on the Jumbotron and watching myself run. I, I feel like I'd, I'd stumble all over myself. But, um, you know, Brock Purdy late in, you know, the pressure early on I thought was critical late. If you watch some of the later stuff, even on that final drive, it's like the pressure from earlier in the game had gotten to him. He's escaping the pocket even whenever he had a fairly clean pocket to throw from. It does, you know. I mean, when you play that position, you know, you're you're kind of back there. And I mean, it's just I think hard for people that haven't played the position or, or or maybe played ball to to understand what that feels like. When I mean, you've got the ball, you're sitting back there, and there's 11 guys out there that want to just annihilate you. And so, when when you do take some of those hits and you do get some consistent pressure, sometimes quarterbacks start to like almost expect it. Um, like well, I know it's coming, and. And that's if if you get a quarterback in that mindset, then defensively you're in a good place. Uh, Caleb Williams had uh, you know he had the great run uh, the first quarter. He had the long touchdown run, uh, eight for eighteen, I believe, the rest of the game. It's a couple of games in a row there. You know him. We don't real well yet. Do you feel like he's shook by the way he's played at all? Is he supremely confident, young man? That that's a crazy question to ask. What's the feeling you're getting about his headspace right now? No, his headspace is fine. I mean, he's. I think. I think he's. He's. His confidence has not. I don't think wavered not one bit. That's just not really him. And I think he's just. He's learning. I mean, again, this guy's in. You know, just now hitting the midpoint, midway point of his true freshman season in terms of a, as a player and, and how much he's played. And so, um, I think. You know, every experience, I keep saying it, but I mean, every experience is a learning experience for him. And he's growing, he's getting better. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's doing a nice job in a lot of areas. And I think the areas that were, that, that we haven't been as good, especially the last few weeks, you can go back and watch the tape and, and you can see, I mean, two things. One, how close it is to being fantastic and looking how we've looked at a lot of other points in the season. And then also, um, you know, that the things that aren't going well typically are kind of within our control and, uh, and, and things we're fully capable of doing better. So I think it's just, you know, you, you can't in these deals, you can't get too caught up in kind of where you're at or always doing these evaluations or this is gone like that. You just got to keep trying to get better. And that, that's the key thing. And again, these challenges are going to change. They're going to vary each week. Um, he did a lot of good things uh, in the game that, that didn't show up in the stat book. And, um, again, we've got to uh, – he can play better. He can get coached better. We can play better around him. It's, it's, uh, everybody just needs to be a little bit better, uh, him included, me included. And uh, we do that. Uh, we'll, we'll go from playing moments of good ball and moments of not good ball to, to more quality, consistent ball across the board. All right, opening break time. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll talk a little bedlam with Coach Riley. Plus, we'll start to take some of your questions out there in the viewing and listening audience. Butka's brain teaser coming up as well. You're watching Sooner Sports Talk here at Rudy's. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to Rudy's. Toby and Teddy with you. 
OU OSU coming up on uh, Saturday night, 6.30. We call it Bedlam. We'll be on the air with you at 4.30 for the Sooner Radio pregame show. And we welcome back in now Coach uh, Lincoln Riley. Coach, you, we talked about Jalen Redmond's moment. I thought another fun moment Saturday was the way it ended. Uh, Pat Fields, obviously, another senior, a senior getting uh, a big play like that on Owen Field. Golly, how many times in the last five years have ended, by the way, with one of your defenses making a pick when they had to to save a game? Oh. Happened again on Saturday. Yeah, we have. We've had several, yeah, several big moments over the years here. It seems like so many of them have been at home, too. Um, yeah, where we've made big plays at the end of games. Um, you know, to, to seal games, and obviously it's been a big part of our ability to to, to win as many games as we have. Uh, you have to win some close ones, and uh, we've done a good job of that. So uh, it was a huge moment. Yeah, very cool to see a senior, you know, kind of make that there on his, his last play. Um, and, uh, yeah, with obviously all he's done, both on and off the field, um, pretty, pretty uh, fitting way to end it. Before we move on to Oklahoma State, I had to ask you about the Caleb Williams touchdown run because – Every time I watch it, I can't help but think of the major league when the manager tells Willie Mays Hayes, that was a great catch. Don't ever do it again. <laughs> Whenever he's running, he has that ball in one hand, and he <laughs> yeah. turns around and backpedals as soon as he crosses the the goal line. I was worried. Now, he was. it looked like he was in the end zone, but I was worried about a taunting because we've seen some of those called. Yeah. What, th- what went through your mind on that? Yeah, a lot of, lot of four-letter words. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so not not real enthused about the ball security, and like you said, you don't. I don't think he was really taunting. I think he was excited and kind of looking for his teammates. We didn't even say anything to the other guys, but I, I think it just got caught up in the moment. But yeah, it's. I mean, in a in a moment like that, it it can be perceived as taunting. And if you taunt before you cross the goal line, then the touchdown doesn't doesn't count. Um, so uh, we talked about it uh, quickly during the game and talked about it a little bit after and and. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you like the emotion, you know, you like the, the fire, you know, excitement of making plays, all that. You, you certainly want to have that, but you got to you gotta know where the lines are. All right. Every week we give an Academy Sports and Outdoors employee an, a chance to ask Coach Riley a question. Here's tonight's question. Hey, Coach, your program has been on the cutting edge of social media content in the last few years. How has that helped your recruiting? Good question. Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, it, it's helped a lot. I mean, as, as we all know, that's that's the primary way the world connects right now. And uh, for us to be able to, I think a couple of things, it allows us to, to show off um, our program, our university, our state, um, our people, uh, to maybe those that aren't as familiar, those that maybe haven't had a chance to be on campus yet. Um, and so it allows us to kind of give an in-depth look while not being here. Um, it obviously made a huge difference during COVID uh, when, when nobody could come on campus. Um, I think it's allowed us to, to continue to, to evolve our brand, uh, to show people we've always tried to live in that, that, that kind of that realm of you, with a program like this, you have to honor the past. You want to honor the past, the, the past, the history, the great players, coaches, teams, all the different people that has made OU great. You're, you're, you'd be a fool not to be extremely proud of that, which we are, and to be able to, to show that off. And then also, you want to show how you're progressing and and not only where, where the program's been, but where it's going and, and, and doing cutting-edge new things to continue to 
going to revolutionize the program. And so that, that's been our way to, to kind of show it off, um, to, to educate. Uh, and, yeah, we've had fun with it. We've had some really creative people that we've been lucky to work with throughout the years here that have, that have helped and, and been a big part of that. And uh, so, yeah, it's been kind of fun to see how impactful that's been. You know, I, I feel like uh, you guys always play great football on the road, especially whenever it's a known big environment, highly ranked team. But I think it's a question people want to know. Is there anything different about your approach um, with your offense or with your football team, knowing that it's going to be that type of, you know, crazy environment? Uh, I mean, I think – I think you, there's a high anticipation and excitement for games like this. You know, you've been you've been a part of these, but I, I don't know that there's all of a sudden a, a bunch of things differently that we do on a week like this or a game like this versus um, you know any other. I mean, I think you, I think this is where your routines come in handy um, as you you go prepare hard. Um, you know, everybody invested throughout the week. You can't just show up at six thirty on Saturday and think that you're going to be able to do something if you haven't invested throughout the week and you haven't prepared the the right way. And so I think that's a big part of it. And then I think a lot of going into games like this is mentality. I, I think it's your mentality as a team, uh, your desire to win. Um, you're playing against another good football team. You're playing in their house. You know, do you see that as a chore? Do you see it as an opportunity? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think we've had some teams and some individual players over the last several years with, with great mentalities that thrived in these environments. And, you know, this this version, uh, this 2021 version of uh, the Oklahoma Sooners is going to get their chance here Saturday night. What do you see in Oklahoma State, the two things they are known for this year, running the football and defense? Why have they run it so well? Why has their defense been so good? Yeah, deep, I mean, I think offensively they've really committed to it. They've done a nice job. I mean, the backs are good players. Line's playing at a high level. Um, you know, quarterback is, is doing a nice job for him in the throw game, and obviously the threat of him running the football is, is a factor as well. So they're, they're doing a nice job. Um, uh, you know, defensively, uh, you know they're, they're they're playing at a high level. I mean, guys are doing a nice job. I mean, I said in the presser today. I was trying to think back. I, if if I've played a more experienced defense in my career, I don't know that I can remember it. Um, there's been, this is. Uh, I mean, you just go down the line and it's senior, 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 and occasionally a junior. And uh, I mean, so, and you could tell, I mean, I, there's a lot of these guys that we've played against three and four years now, kind of like the Iowa State defense, um, but even more experienced. So they're doing a nice job. They're playing complete football, um, doing a nice job against both run and pass, good players. You know, uh, they do a nice job schematically. Um, so, yeah, no, they, they're, 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 doing, they're doing a very nice job. Is there anything that you feel like in this game is like an absolute must? Uh, you know, I know it's always, you know, take care of the football, third downs and, and that type of stuff. But is there one thing that you've looked at throughout the week and said, this is this is absolutely uh, a must this week against Oklahoma State? Yeah, I, mean, I do think the third downs will, will certainly be important. You know, being able to, to maintain momentum, um, you know, being able to stay on the field offensively, you know, convert those third downs. Uh, you know, really until the last couple of weeks, that's been a real strength of ours, um, and 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 it's been a strength of theirs defensively as well. So, I mean, I think that's that's that'll be a big part of it. Um, and then, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think our our you know we've got to get back to 
you know, our guys have got to get back to throwing and catching the football the way that we are capable of and the way we have done in a lot of moments this season. That, that'll be important to, you know, against good defenses when you get your chances to make plays, you, you've got to do it. And so uh, I think those are two pretty big keys. Time for us to step aside for a quick timeout. We got one more segment with Lincoln Riley coming up. We'll hit some of your questions plus our Butkus brain teaser right around the corner. You're watching Sooner Sports Talk here at Rudy's. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, Sooner fans, when you download the Chick-fil-A app in order, you can start earning points toward delicious rewards. Welcome back to Rudy's. It's our final segment with uh, Coach Riley, and let's start by asking our Rudy's Anywhere, Sooners Everywhere social media question of the night. It comes from Glenn tonight. Glenn, you're going to get a $50 gift card from Rudy's. Uh, Coach, how is practice during Thanksgiving week different than practice during a regular game week? Oh, it's awesome. There's no school. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's it's good. Yeah, you just it's it's easy to build it around. You kind of just do it. Honestly, when it's convenient, other than Thanksgiving Day, we try to go a little bit earlier that day so the guys can have uh, the the guys, the coaches, everybody can have that that evening with their families. But yeah, it's it's you kind of set it right in the, the sweet spot of the day where you've got enough time to to prepare. Um, but also, you know, you, you get them off the field at a reasonable time, too. So, yeah, we kind of – we practice – we're on a morning practice schedule now. We went to that last year. This is our second year doing it. Um, and so we actually practice a little bit later uh, these next couple of days, which is nice because it's a little more recovery time and gives, gives the staff a little bit more prep time. What's the status of your offensive line? I, you know, I thought – Gosh, Swenson coming in, playing a couple of different positions for you, adding some really good depth there for, uh, you know, some guys that might be banged up a little bit and Conjol coming in. Uh, how do you feel about those guys heading into the game? Yeah, they did a great job. Uh, both Rob uh, Conjol and Eric Swenson came in and played very well. Um, and, and they've been practicing well. We've been wanting to, to play those guys. So you never know how exactly it's going to play out. But they did a nice job. And I thought we played pretty well up front on the day. Um, you know, penalties we did a nice job with. Um, obviously ran the football well. And, again, I thought, you know, other than there's a couple of plays where the pass protection wasn't good, but the majority of the day it was it was very good. And so uh, uh, against a talented front and, and a guy that's, you know, probably the best edge rusher in the uh, in the conference that we'll play against. So, um, no, I thought they did a good job. They're, they're you know, we've, we've really improved, I think, as the years went on. And, Obviously, they'll be a big part of this game coming up. Um, the, you know, when you're playing against a defense like this, you've got to play great up front. Have you ever been madder and happier with the same guy on the same play 
than Anton Harrison in the end zone <laughs> yeah. when uh, he gets beat yeah. by the guy that sacks Caleb, but then he, I mean, brilliant play. Maybe a game-changing play for him to pick up that football and run it out of the end zone. It, it was. It ended up being a, a really important play. Yeah, I mean, he, it's actually a great position. Um, you know, guys sped, went with the speed rush. Um, Anton kind of washed him up the field and then just, just didn't redirect soon enough. And uh, yeah, I was ashamed. That, that's kind of one of those I'm, I'm, I was talking about, you know, with us like in the throw game. Seems like kind of us right now. We, I don't know, we, we had the, well, we had this, I think the stadium record, maybe my second year when DD cut a long pass from Baker against Kansas State. I think it's the longest pass play in our stadium's history. And, and if we would have held out another half second, we would have broken that record right there. <laughs> and, uh, so, um, but it was, yeah, I mean, I think the thing you like is, all right, you got beat, you gave up a sack, you know, you, you still go find a way to, to you keep playing, you don't give up on it. And that was, that was yeah, obviously important because I think we ended up, uh, obviously picked it up, got out of the end zone, we punted it, and I think we ended up getting a stop there, if I, if yep. I remember correctly. Right. What is it about Oklahoma State's defense that's helped them create so much pressure? I think they're number one in the country uh, in sacking the quarterback, but... I don't know that you look at them and say that they've got like one individual rusher that is just unblockable. No. What, what is it that you've seen from their scheme or, or the way that they play that you know has created that? Yeah, they're they're an aggressive scheme. I mean, they they certainly have no problem blitzing you and and, and bringing a lot of people. They don't do it all the time, um, but they uh, it's a it's a very complimentary scheme, uh, meaning they can. They do a lot of good job. They do a good job making a lot of things look um, the same way and. Uh, yeah, they, they're 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 just they're very aggressive. They've got some talented players. They don't, yeah, like you said, is there one player up front that is just, you know, the far and away the best at his position in the country? I don't know that you would say that, but I would also look at the front and say they're all good, and there's not anybody that can't rush the passer that's not a good player. So, um, yeah, they've got some depth. They got some experience there. Uh, they've got some good blitzers uh, in the backers and safeties, guys that also are, are very active and experienced and good players that, that are effective blitzers. So, um, yeah, I think aggressive scheme. And then I think, too, I mean, that's kind of like some of the ones we talked about with our defense. The, when you're covering people on the back end and you're not making mistakes and you're making quarterbacks hang on to the football, when you're, when you're doing a good job against the run game, all that factors into more opportunities to sack the quarterback. We don't have time to necessarily get into it, but every week we talk with him about something we've never seen before. How about that opening drive with the whole strip at the pylon yeah. and out of crazy? I knew when the head official came over to me after they reviewed it and he said, I've never seen anything like that before. I knew it wasn't going to be good because yeah. we all thought it was a – we all thought from the stadium view you couldn't really tell where DJ's foot was, and we all thought that it was either going to be just incomplete or it was going to be a touchback. And uh, – so, yeah, I mean, and he did a good job explaining it, yeah. and, and it was the right call. I mean, it's, as DJ's stripping the ball, his foot is out of bounds. And, that, and you know, unfortunately for us, that happened. We needed that to happen about six inches more down the, down the line that would have been our football. All right, time for Teddy's Butkus Brain Teaser tonight, brought to you by the Oklahoma Education Association, fighting unapologetically for every student across the state, no matter the zip code. If you weren't with us last week, before Teddy got it out of his mouth... Lincoln had answered correctly. Yeah, it was we'll see if we can do better this week. It was embarrassing last week. I think this one's a little more difficult. 2018, OU, OSU. The score is 41 to 41. 
<laughs> the high-scoring game. You expecting that this week? 4:45 left in the fourth quarter. First and ten, plus 41, middle of the field. Hmm. Yeah. How much time was, did you say was left? 4:45, fourth quarter. Scores tied 41-41. What down in distance? One more time, please. First and ten. What hash? Uh, middle of the field, right side. Right side. I don't like all these questions. I feel like he's zeroing in on something. I <laughs> know. Uh, I got it down to two. I'm just trying to. Right hash. Right center. Right center, yeah. There's a lot of big plays in this game to choose from. Yeah, it's 41-41. Pretty sure we popped a run. I think I think I think Kennedy popped a run on a little I think a little counterplay, I think. Like a little tackle pull counterplay. I think that's it. Is that what we're going with? Locking it in. center doesn't feel. I, I think so, yeah. All right, let's roll the play. Kennedy pops a run on a uh, tackle pull. Here you go, 41-yard line, 2018. <laughs> we're fired at 45 to go. Kennedy Brooks, he's going to pop a run, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and that's a correct all the way down to the two. Didn't score. Not a scoring Not play. Not a scoring play. That's impressive. Oh, Lincoln Riley good. got it again, ladies and gentlemen. Nicely Excellent done. Job. Excellent job. Coach, uh, before we let you go, what are you thankful for? Oh, man, so much. I've got a ton to be thankful for. Yeah, first, a great family. Um, I get a chance to work at a great place like this with great people. Um, you know, I've had a, a lot of – I've been a very fortunate person, and that's certainly not lost on me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think family um, – Opportunity to live here, opportunity to coach here. Those uh, those are certainly towards the top of the list. We are thankful that you joined us tonight, Coach, and uh, made time in your busy schedule to join a couple of forty-year-old men <laughs> on the uh, show tonight. That's oh. a good. That's a good way to put it, huh? Good luck. Uh, appreciate that, Toby. <laughs> good luck uh, against the Cowboys on Saturday night, Coach. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to you. We'll take a break. We're not done yet. Much more with Butkus ahead here at Rudy's. Stay with us. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health and Anheuser-Busch. And our community partners, Fowler Auto Group, OU Health, OG&E, and Coca-Cola. Big 12 report brought to you by Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Go to KincaidCoach.com for more information. Final week of the regular season. Of course, a lot of eyes will be on Waco, Baylor, Texas Tech. What will the status be of Gary Bohannon in that game? If Baylor wins, OU must win to get into the Big 12 championship game. If Baylor loses, we will have guaranteed Bedlam back-to-back. Of course, you got Texas there, too, Teddy, trying to avoid ending the year with seven straight losses. They They're a favorite in that game. How about that? I think Skylar Thompson's hurt so that could be part of that as well meanwhile uh, a little over an hour ago the brand new college football playoff rankings dropped and they look like this Sooners up three spots to number 10 they jump ahead of Oregon Michigan State and Wake Forest all of those teams lost last week you see Baylor at eight OSU at seven 
Teddy, what do you think? Did they get it right? Uh, yeah, sure. I would have Oklahoma State probably ahead of Notre Dame. Uh, but, yeah, I don't have much of a problem with it. It's all going to work itself out. I think Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are both in the same position. Win, out, and you're in. Wow. Really? I think so. Need any help or done? Uh, I, not really. I don't think Notre Dame, uh, with what their schedule has been, they don't have any real big win on there. Um, they've got the loss to Cincinnati. I don't think Notre Dame should stay ahead, not having a, a conference championship game of either one of the teams. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State, I believe that situation will play itself out this yep. weekend. Um, you know, and even the Alabama-Georgia situation may play itself out if Georgia is able to beat Alabama, but I don't think that result really matters. Um, you know, I, I think you both of them are going to have a great case no matter what happens. If Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma one week and Baylor the next, two top ten teams to end the season – that's a heck of a case to be to be where they are, and they have a unit uh, defensively ranked in the top three right now. We'll see where it's going to be, and then you know Oklahoma. It's pretty much the same situation. Hey, whether you're home gating or tailgating for the OU game, make a winning play with Tostitos chips. Tostitos packs the crunch for a touchdown in taste. Teddy's keys to Bedlam. When we come back here at Rudy's final segment next, stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. Final segment here at Rudy's. Make sure you're there for the next Sooner Magic Moment by locking in your membership with the Sooner Club. Your 2022 membership renewal is now available, including early renewal incentives and monthly payment plans. Go to SoonerClub.com slash Renew22 today. And how would you like to be able to listen to our Sooner Radio broadcast while synced up to your TV in the comfort of your home? You can go to SyncMyGame.com to find out how it is so much more interesting to watch an OU game and hear what this guy has huh. to say rather than the national people. So I highly advise you do it. Teddy, keys to victory in Bedlam. What are they? Yeah, well, I think the first key, and you're going to hear this a ton throughout the week, but it's running the football, winning the line of scrimmage, uh, running the football, stopping the run on defense. It's going to be critical. I think both teams kind of want to play – uh, the same style here. Both quarterbacks tend to struggle in moments whenever they have to make plays. I know Caleb Williams has had some awesome, awesome stuff down the stretch whenever, like the Texas game, but, you know, he's not seeing the, the passing game really good right now. He's had a couple of turnovers there. It'd be way better if we could run the ball and not put him in situations where he's, he's really predictable. And that's going to be the same thing on the other end is we want to stop the run and put Spencer Sanders in situations where he is predictable. That's whenever the turnovers are going to come. So I think whoever runs the football better is going to have a really good chance there. And for us, two is protect the quarterback. We got worst versus first going on here. Uh, whenever you look at the eight Big 12 games we've played so far, Oklahoma is last in giving up sacks. Uh, Oklahoma State is first in getting to the quarterback and sacking the quarterback. That's something that we've got to bolster we've got to be better there we can't be giving up negative yardage plays we can't be giving up quarterback sacks putting us behind the chains getting us off getting us off schedule we have to do a really good job protecting the quarterback um, and that's why it's, I think it's critical that we we get back healthy after a couple of guys were banged up last week and then finally I firmly believe that this game is going to be decided by a special teams play hmm. 
whenever you have two really good teams mm -hmm. in a big atmosphere, evenly matched, I think it's going to be a low-scoring football game. I think there's going to be a lot of conservative play offensively, kind of jostling for position, field position. A special teams play is, is the difference. The fake punt we gave up last week is probably the difference in a game. A missed field goal may be the difference in a game. So that's going to be critical to me. If you can um, play well on special teams, not give, it, give up anything, but turn it into a weapon and create some type of miscellaneous score, whether it's off of a blocked punt or off of a return, or you know, it may even end up being field position off of a, a shanked kick or something, Special teams are going to be critical. Field position is going to be critical. Whoever plays the best on special teams, I think, is going to be the deciding factor. Seen some big punt returns in Stillwater in this series through the years. Fake field goal. Yeah, that's right. Fake field goal up there. Hey, we got about a minute here. Quickly, uh, you had the national championship reunion this yeah. past weekend. The yeah, 2000 fun. national championship team got back together this weekend. I knew you got to see some of your old buddies. Had to, that had to be special. It was awesome. A lot of those guys I hadn't seen in, in 20 years. So it was really cool to get everyone back together. Uh, a, a lot of faces there. Like I said, it's been a long time seeing Coach Stoops there. Coach Mangino was there. Listen to them cut it up. Coach Stoops telling some stories from, <laughs> from the 99 and 2000 years. It was a lot of fun. It was it was cool. Mark Mangino, you mentioned his bet. We see you and Rocky Kalmus and Torrance Marshall all in the same place Great again. Group. It was very cool. All right, we're on the air with you at 4.30 on Saturday afternoon from up at Boone Pickens Stadium. Kickoff will be around 6.45 before they actually get it started. It's going to be a lot of fun under the lights. Up in uh, Payne County, OUOSU Bedlam. We'll see you here next week. If the Sooners win, right back here next Tuesday night. Boomer Sooner, everybody. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.